Welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine, your hostess. This show is all about helping you build a sustainably profitable business while making an unbelievable impact on your world. Learn from my 20 years of experience and from my guests as we discuss their pricing challenges, failures, and successes. Pricing is a way of being or behaving in your business. My mission is to help you confidently charge for the value you deliver. Pricing is either hurting or helping your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. In this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, I sit down with Maggie Bergen, brand strategist. She's on a mission to eliminate brand vagueness. She shares with me all about her own pricing journey as she built her business and how she learned that pricing too low actually can turn away customers. She shares more about that and so much more. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. This is the live version and we also have a podcast version. I am so excited to have you all here with me today. If you are loving this show, which by the way, in case you didn't already know that, it's all about pricing and helping you charge for the value you deliver, then be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a shout out, say hello, leave a review. I love hearing from you listeners. Now, today we have a real treat. I'd like to welcome my guest, Maggie Bergen. She is a branding expert. Hi, Maggie. Hi. We're so excited to have you here with us today and to learn all about your journey with pricing in your business. I thank you very much for having me. Yeah, super excited. All right, why don't we go ahead and get started? I like to start the session off with a few rapid fire questions. The first one is, where are you joining us from today? I am joining you from Chicago, but I'm originally from the Mitten state. So I'm now legally required to show you, for those of you listening to the podcast, I'm holding up my right hand and pointing to Grand Rapids, where the location is in Michigan um, with my left hand. So Michigan is the Mitten state. It is called the Mitten state because it looks like Mitten. There you go. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was called. See, you learn something new every day. <laughs> All right. Question number two. What would be one song that's the soundtrack of your current life? I am a huge Prince fan. And so any song uh, that's happening in my life or that's prominent in my life is probably going to be a Prince song. And right now it's Let's Go Crazy. (laughs) Um, Just a good one. Yeah, because, you know, striking that balance between being yourself and having fun and living a life that's aligned with your values is what the message Mm -hmm. of the song is. And that resonates with me right now. Fantastic. All right. Next question. What's your superpower? Ooh, I hope this doesn't sound egotistical, but my superpower is I see thought bubbles and I'm not afraid to say them out loud. So I can see what folks are thinking, even if they're not saying it, which is really great for helping people figure out what their brand strategy is. Right. Okay. Well, that's an interesting, I haven't heard that one before. I love it. Fantastic. So what's one really interesting thing that people don't know about you? I finished the government affairs portion of my career as a lobbyist. Okay. What were you lobbying for? For good. I was lobbying for good. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing. (laughs) I had clients in the green energy and education industries. Okay. Excellent. Cool. Okay. Last of the rapid fire questions. This one is more about what you do for your clients. So what value do your clients get from working for you at the end of the day? Most entrepreneurs are great at what they do. 
Otherwise mm-hmm. they would be entrepreneurs, but they are not so great at talking about what they do. It's not a Venn diagram, the greatness at what they do and the greatness at talking about what they do. Not mm-hmm. there's no, usually very little overlap. A brand strategy, the brand strategies I build with my clients is the bridge between those two so that they can grow. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And ultimately when they have the right brand strategy, what does that bring them? It brings them growth because they are aligned from the inside out and everything's pulling in the same direction. Okay. Super. Excellent. I love it. So excited. Awesome. It brings them additional, the reason it brings them growth, there's a bunch of reasons it brings them growth, but mm-hmm. one of the reasons is because uh, it allows them to differentiate themselves in a crowded industry. Okay. By figuring out what your uniqueness is, you can answer the question, why you? Why not mm-hmm. somebody else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super. You heard that, ladies and gentlemen. We need to get a brand strategy straight. <laughs> All right. Why don't we start back at the beginning? How did you get into being a brand strategist and doing what you're doing today? Well, I've always been in the communications field, mm-hmm. uh, uh, starting with being a debater in high school, a government, a degree from Smith College in government, and then moving into government affairs. Mm-hmm. Government, what is government affairs? Whether you're on the legislative side or you're on the lobbying side, it is sales. It is selling of an idea. I left government affairs when the role of money in government in America became such that I couldn't stomach it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I moved laterally. It doesn't, you wouldn't necessarily think it made sense, but it makes a great deal of sense to move laterally into marketing and branding. Right. Because as I said, government affairs is selling an idea. Mm-hmm. So I have always loved living in the forest through the trees. If you give me a spreadsheet, I start to get hives. I want to explain <laughs> the high, I want to explain the high level kind of facts on the ground so that everyone can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what branding is. Cool. And when you first started your business and you were looking at setting prices for what you offered, how did you go about doing that? Well, in retrospect, I wish that I had talked to you immediately. <laughs> but as as we know, in growing a business, you often don't find the people that you will ultimately benefit from right away. So mm-hmm. I started, I think, I wonder, I would love your, to hear from you how typical this is. Mm-hmm. But um, I started based on a rough hourly calculation. Mm-hmm. The brand strategy process. Mm -hmm. Uh, I calculated how many hours roughly that took, gave myself an hourly income or gave me, I assigned like an hourly uh, rate to that. Right. Right. And then discounted it slightly because you were purchasing something on something larger than an hourly Mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very common, especially with service-based businesses that they would rely on a time-based rate for their pricing. But as those of you who follow me know, <laughs> yeah, they don't grow with you if you base your, your rates on time. And so what was that like for you when you first started having to have pricing discussions? It was really scary mm-hmm. because, and I, I think of, I am a feminist. I am, I believe in equity and equality. So to say what my rates were, given that they were four figures was difficult at first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which shocked me. 
Yeah. I mean, even when you feel confident, sometimes when you have to put a dollar sign behind it or a monetary value behind it, it feels very different. Yes. It it was a very interesting process. I originally priced my brand strategy product Mm -hmm. because I believed that it was for everyone and I wanted to serve everyone. Mm-hmm. The other understanding about my prices, in addition to the, you know, incorporating the value of the work as opposed to just like mm-hmm. an hourly rate, is that I, the understanding about my prices that I've come to have is a really about my ideal client, which mm-hmm. is a huge portion of the brand strategy work that I do with my clients. Yes. So when I started Be Understood Branding, I asked myself, what, who do you want to serve? And I thought I wanted to serve everyone. But what I've come to find out over time. Yeah time is that where I found the most joy because it's where I am most helpful mm-hmm. is way more specific than that. Yeah. Um, I am of most use to people who've been running their business for a minute, not startups, not someone who has an idea. I am not of use to them. Mm-hmm. So the pricing now reflects where my actual ideal client is in their journey. Which is absolutely, absolutely critical. I talk about two diseases in pricing, everyone-itis and (laughs) anything-itis. A lot of people will suffer from both, trying to sell anything to everyone. (laughs) And and it's true. And quite often when you're first starting out, you're trying to hedge all your bets and not leave anyone out and capture everyone that could possibly use what you do in any context, but then you end up quite often positioning yourself as, as a generalist in the end. I, I listened to your podcast, obviously, and mm-hmm. I loved that last episode because you talked specifically about that, but you, you talked about it in the context of competitors whose prices are much lower and your, mm-hmm. your suggestion to people really resonated with me that think mm-hmm. about, consider where they may be at in their pricing journey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it makes it makes a big difference or can, it won't always, but it often makes a big difference in what you choose to do with your pricing, the positioning, but also then it can also influence how you present your prices or what conditions those prices go with. So it can influence it in many factors, many mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. So have you found you've made any big mistakes when it came to pricing in your business? I don't know if you've seen the movie Pretty Woman where she like goes shopping on Rodeo Drive and she walks into the store with the bags and she asks the person behind the counter, do you work on commission? And the woman nods and she just, she says, big mistake, huge, huge. So I don't know why that pops into my head when you ask me that question, but yeah, the mistake that I'm, wait, was that the question? What's the mistake? I have made huge mistakes. (laughs) Any Um, care to share? Yes. There's one that I care to share and I want to share it in case anyone listening is, is doing this stupid thing that I did um, uh-huh. way too long. Don't be stupid like me. Uh, <laughs> and I had to hire someone to tell me this, which doesn't make any uh-huh. sense because as soon as she said it, I was like, duh. What is the value of always knowing how to communicate who you are in your business and what you do for your clients? What is the value of knowing exactly who you serve and how? Mm-hmm. What is the value of being able to answer the question, why you, as opposed to a competitor? Mm-hmm. 
to coin a much used brand tagline, priceless. Mm -hmm. Businesses make money by understanding those things. Mm -hmm. What is the value of a brand strategy? It was a hundred percent more than what I was charging. And my prices will continue to go up as I gain experience. Right. Right. So the mistake was not understanding or not looking at things from the perspective of value. Is that how you would? Yes. I was told my prices were too low and mm-hmm. that's why my, what's it called? What's the, like you, the closing rate called <laughs> like when you go oh, conversion rate, is that what it's called? Conversion rate? I don't know. I'm not sure what you're asking for. Okay. So you get on a sales call. How many sales calls do people of those, of, of those right. 20 sales calls? How many conversion folks rate? Like, yeah. How many folks are like you, you're the one they, there was a, because what this person, this expert in sales told me mm-hmm. is, that your prices are too low. I said, what? How is that possible? She said, people will not believe that there is value in what you are doing because your prices are where they're at. Right. And guess what? It's true. Yeah, she was right. Yeah, yeah. It's true for a lot, especially young businesses that are starting out because they believe that the right strategy to gain customers is to buy them with low prices. And a lot don't realize it actually has the opposite impact in many cases especially if you're good at communicating the value and offering it at a really low price, it, you know, it makes people go, something's not right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to create other products Mm -hmm. or services that are for that price point and for that market. That's fine, but that's not where I shine. I may build like a smaller product Mm -hmm. at a different price point, to mm-hmm. serve people because I love serving people. Helping is my favorite. I love to help, but that's different than what we're talking about. I think a lot of people who are starting their own businesses, especially solo, you know, solo entrepreneurs, they start because they want to help. They don't necessarily understand the business side. And when they come to me, they're like, I just want to help people. Mm. Like, well, the best way you can help people is to do the right things so that you can earn a living and be able to invest back in your business and support more people and da, 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 da. But if you don't price right from the beginning, then you can't be there to do that. Right. Because. When I adjusted my prices, mm-hmm. my conversion rate went up. I wonder, is mm-hmm. it because I'm better Or I'm more comfortable with that number because it is an actual reflection Mm -hmm. of what I believe in. I don't know. Well, it could also be, I think a lot of people, and maybe this was the case with you, but a lot of people don't really understand why they have the price that they have. And if you don't understand why it is what it is, how can you feel very confident about it? Yes. Once you understand the value, you have a good reason for why it's that. Or once you understand how that's going to make your business profitable, then you understand, again, why it is what it is. And that alone makes you feel more confident about what you're doing. I couldn't agree more. I think you're absolutely 100% right about that. Because I went through a process of of figuring like, like the process you help your clients with Mm -hmm. having gone through that process, I felt like firm and complete and grounded in what I was saying. I think that makes a difference. Yeah, it does. I I see it. I see, I can tell you with most of my clients, I can see exactly where the shift came from. Those are actually two of the biggest points, value and understanding 
the number side of the business. Not only, those are not only, but those are two real places where most people kind of have these major aha moments. And I think when I've been interviewing people here on the show or having discussions with other people on their shows, for a lot of them, it wasn't until they understood those two things that they really started to understand what they could be doing better with their pricing. Yeah. Janine, can I ask you a question? Sure. Oh, that's a new one. <laughs> what, is your, what is your experience working with folks who were raised women or who have identified as women most of the time? Do, do, you, do you experience any, are there any generalizations that you experience in your work around working with people of different genders? There are some generalizations. It doesn't apply to everyone, of course, but I see more women tend to struggle with money in and of itself. They'll say to things to me like, oh, I don't really care how much money you make. I I don't want to be greedy. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, you're here asking for help. You do care on some level, but you're having this internal battle with yourself because you're afraid that if you say, I want to earn money in my business, that you'll be perceived by other people as greedy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very common one I see with women, occasionally with men as well, but I see that with women. And I think that that's, you know, due to how a lot of us, women have been raised, right? I, I mean, I was raised in a family where my mom handled all the finances. She made all the investments. She handled all the money. She did all the bill pay. She did all of it. <laughs> I grew up in a slightly different context, but I have my own money issues. Like, you know, like if a penny's missing, I'm like, oh my gosh, the world's going to be doing that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I freak out when I don't need to be freaking out. <laughs> Most of us have some contention when it comes to money, but different people in different ways. But what I would say when it comes to pricing and setting prices in their businesses, that this is something that I see quite commonly in women, mm -hmm. that they don't want to be perceived as greedy. Mm -hmm. And then the helping others things, they have a, what do I call them? Conflicting belief where they can either help people or be successful financially. But in their minds, they can't do both. Yeah, that's so interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is super interesting. Yeah, yeah. And if that's, you know, kind of what's going on in the background, then of course, you're really going to struggle. It's something that you have to work your way through. Yeah. Um, and it might be a little painful along the way, but it, people do it. Yeah. Pick your hard, you know, pick your hard. It's all hard. Running a business is hard. Raising a family is hard. Yeah, yeah. it's all hard. Yeah, yeah, it all. All right. So Maggie, we are going to start wrapping things up here. As you can see that, it goes so fast. I know. So what's one thing that you'd really like people to take away from our conversation today? That's a great question. Pricing is a process. Mm -hmm. And part of that process is figuring out uh, which ideal client you want to serve. Mm -hmm. Understanding everything you can about them and then figuring out how to get their attention without abusing them with that information. Mm. And that takes time and iteration. It is a process. Yeah. And finesse. Yeah. <laughs> There's some finesse to it. Yeah. There is some finesse to it. That's very true. And the, but, but finesse, finessing that that's, I think that's what I mean by process. Mm. Like, you know, first drafts are garbage. So <laughs> your first pricing draft is going to be garbage. <laughs> 
Hopefully not all. (laughs) Mine was. (laughs) No, that's really great. I'm, I'm totally aligned with you that, and it's not just with pricing everyone. It's really when it comes to anything in your business, you're going to struggle less and be better off if you can be very clear about who you're targeting. I agree. I agree. That's why and sometimes that's why, it's an iteration, right? Sometimes you don't first, find your way until after a while. That's okay. <laughs> the first, the first. So my my brand strategy process is six mm-hmm. weeks, and the first session, I make them. I say to them, iteration is normal, natural, and healthy, and then I make them repeat it back to me. <laughs> I I don't have a nice catchphrase, but I explain the same thing to my clients. So. Yeah. Iteration is normal, natural, and healthy. And then every week, the first thing we do, I said, what, what, what are we, what do we remember? Because in this day of everything being perfect and shiny and happy, it's, yeah. it's not, it takes work to be shiny and aligned. It, it takes time. You're absolutely right. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, What's wrong. the best business advice that you've ever been given? Hat tip to the sales consultant who I hired last year. Her name is Grace Edison. And this is what Grace said to me that blew part of my brain open. Mm-hmm. I was really struggling with sales calls. And because I don't want to be gross. Okay, whatever. She was like, are you gross? What do you mean? She said, are you gross? I said, no, I'm not gross. She said, is your product gross? I said, no, it's really great and helpful. And she was like, all right, you're not gross. Your product is not gross. How could any piece of a call to another human being be gross? Right. I, I, I don't know about you. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but we're so mean to ourselves. Yeah. 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 We would never, we would never tell someone else, oh, you're, you're so no. gross on a sales call. No. You would never dream of saying that, right? Right. So, Okay. So then the advice was you're not gross. Oh, the best, okay. So the best business advice is, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the business advice is remember mm-hmm. that there is nothing gross about sharing your zone of genius with people who need it. Perfect. I love that. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. It's so important to, to remember that and remind ourselves of that. Okay, next question. Got two more for you. What's a favorite book of yours you'd like to share with us? Okay, you know how in certain professions they have continuing education credit requirements? So like Mm -hmm. a teacher or uh, an accountant or a lawyer or an architect, you have to like do continuing education. Mm -hmm. I don't have a specific book to recommend, but I want to recommend in general, like bi-monthly scheduled continuing education. If I don't learn, Mm -hmm. I don't grow. Right. Branding, the entire field of branding and brand strategy is based on how human brains work, how attention works with human brains. Mm -hmm. So human brains are not going to change in yours or my lifetime, but what we know about them does. So Mm -hmm. I don't have a specific book to recommend, Mm -hmm. but I want to recommend that you can Yet, yet you treat what you do as if there is a CEC requirement. Right, right. So keep learning. Yeah, keep learning. Keep asking questions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. All right. One last question. Maggie, how can people reach you if they'd like to find out more about what you do and how they can work with you? 
very kind of you to ask. Thank you. So I am at be understood branding on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And if so, please, please give a follow, please, please, please. It's good content. It's useful. It's branding best practices. It's quick. And then mm-hmm. if you're not on Instagram, come to my website and sign up for my newsletter. And the website is be understood branding. Excellent. Maggie, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure. I know it's ended so quickly. <laughs> I, I appreciate the opportunity so much. And thank you yeah. for all the work that you're doing in the world to help yeah. people have alignment um, with what they're charging and beyond. Super. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you here on the show. To all of those of you who are watching and or listening later on, thank you for joining us. It's such a pleasure to have you here. If you are watching this live, then next week, starting on April 30th, I am running my 10-day customer value challenge so that you can become an expert in your customer. Over these 10 days, we will talk about and learn how to do customer insight interviews, which is one of the best tools I've ever learned out there. And I walk you through the process. You just head on over to thepricinglady.com backslash yes, and you can find out more and register there. Of course, if you've enjoyed this episode, I appreciate if you head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. We love to hear from you guys all the time. That's all for today, everyone. I wish you all the best. Have a great day. And as always, enjoy pricing, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, rate, review, and subscribe to it, then share it with your friends and colleagues. I love hearing back from you listeners. If you've got comments, questions, or topic ideas, go on over to thepricinglady.com and contact me there. Not sure where to start when it comes to improving pricing and profits? At thepricinglady.com, you can download a copy of my self-assessment pricing scorecard. Find out where it's going well and where you can begin improving. Or just simply book a discovery call with me. There we can discuss what's up with pricing in your business and how I might be able to help you. Thanks once again for joining. Remember, pricing can hurt or help your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. See you next time. And as always, enjoy pricing.